<laughs> Welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for spooky reviews of terrifying stories, art, or volumes that us or yourselves choose. Find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Sharpen your fangs and get ready to hunt, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your paws together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott. Good evening, and welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Well, I say children, but children stay away because we continue on with our horror stories this one. And this week's turn is, uh, bear with me, deceased in 2018, um, written uh, by, written by Tom Taylor and art by Trevor Herdine. Is pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm joined this evening, of course, by my usual cohorts. I have Shane. Uh, hoi, hoi. And Scott. Shamai, everyone. How you doing? Thanks for joining. Of course, I'm your host for this evening. And my name is Phil. Okay. So just want to get through some uh, more of the formalities related to that. You know, there is affiliate links down below for this book. If you haven't picked it up and you like what we are saying about this book, Check out below, click on the link, buy the book. Any kind of money's earned will be given back to you in full. So please click that link. And just remind folks as well, at the end of this show, um, we are going to be doing the the herds choice. So mm. get your kind of uh, your thinking caps on, think of the book you want us to read. And at the end of the show, we'll do the little spinny wheel thing and we'll select your book. And there may be some praises going your way, but we can talk about that later on. Um, We'll get into this this week's book first, all right? But just before that, I will check who is with us this evening. So we have Tyler from TB Collects. What's up, nerds? Uh, Liam, the Funky Gibbons, Heidi Ho. Blue Sonic is here this evening. Hey, everyone. And we have Connie. You, how goes it? And I think that's, that's everyone. They're all talking amongst themselves in the chat, which, of course, is great. All right. So this is my pick deceased and of course i am the host so i will have i'll go ahead with the synopsis all right and i've actually been a little bit professional and written my own little synopsis i'm going to read from this so wow. written it all myself word for word all myself www.wikipedia.com listen listen there's no plagiarism here it's completely all my own words right so deceased highlights the dangers of social media it starts off with perhaps the justice league's finest hour but it was their last together a week-long battle fending off an invasion of Darkseid and his power demons. But we don't see any of that. Um, instead, the story kicks off with the aftermath of Darkseid's plan all along. The invasion was a smokescreen. As Darkseid retreats, Cyborg is taken and held an apocalypse. Darkseid already possesses half of the anti-life equation. And the other half is contained within Cyborg. So fusing the equations together of a piece of death, the equation becomes corrupted. Cyborg is returned to Earth, and the corrupted anti-life equation uploads to the internet, and it began to spread like a techno-organic virus, bridging the digital divide to the biological, infecting the minds of those who look at their screens, turning them into the anti-living, not zombies. They're not consumed by hunger. They're not feeding. They're stealing 
life, they're spreading death. They are the anti-living. So millions of lives lost, including that of some of our most loved heroes. Uh, we see those who remain struggle to contain the spread. Sacrifices are made and the people are left with no choice but to abandon the planet to survive. I try to be professional there and give you know give a good wow. a good spiel. How was that? that I was feel really good. Spiel. <laughs> well done. Just wow. uh, a, a few other folks here have popped into the chat. So we have Bethany C. Uh, I love your boob boppers, Shane. There Thank we you. <laughs> we get Glenn 2K12 in the house. Says, hey, everyone. Hey, bud. And there was, this has popped up. And I don't, I don't know what Dean talks about. And speaking of Dean, there is Dean. <laughs> What's up, hey, nerds? Dean. Hope you're all well. Welcome, Dean. Thank you for joining. And me. I think that's <clears throat> all. Yeah. So that's that's what we're reading this week. And uh, to start us off, am I going this way, Shane? Wherever you want. Want me to start you off? He, he missed last week, so you might as well give him something to do. <laughs> yeah, you better take talk more this week to make yeah. pick up for last week. So it's all, it's all, it's all yours. Initial thoughts after reading this are literally like, oh my god, what, what, and what? Like every issue, like the end of every issue, you're like, no, what, what? This book yeah. is just the 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 things that happen are ridiculous ridiculously insane you have no idea who's safe who's gonna die like literally no one is safe and that for me is such a plus in a book because you always think you you read a batman book he's batman's gonna be fine you read a justice league book you know the justice league are gonna be fine so when you pick this up you're like all right a few of them are gonna die but the trinity's gonna survive you know superman batman and wonder woman nothing's gonna happen to those three and then you get to the end of issue one and you're like ah okay all bets are off and yeah ah fantastic i absolutely love that no holds barred anything can happen universe where the creator just gets to go nuts and just do whatever the hell they want and to do it so well with such a coherent story as well like this picks up after the new 52's battle like the first what five six issues of new 52 justice league so it's like an alternate universe from that point on i absolutely loved it I absolutely loved it. Like you said about like the creator being able to do what they want. And it says Tom Taylor's written this and you know currently he's releasing Dark Ages, which again is another like alternate universe kind of thing. And it's he's really demonstrating how well he can create a story where he is just told, just just go for it. I mean, forget about the continuity, just do what you want, just give us you know, a story that you think is good. And uh yeah, I mean, no spoilers, but he's done fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know he's good at it. He's done he did injustice. So you know when you give him the universe and he runs with it. Yeah. He can just do wonders. And the fact that he's not afraid to kill like the main characters, like that obviously he's given a complete free reign like kill who you want because it adds to the story like he's not just killing people just for the sake of it it almost adds to the story it's not just like yeah. willy-nilly i'll kill the best ones yeah we're left with like, all these b-listers it's like he kind of weaves the story around yeah the death of these people i mean like did did wonder woman get turned i think was she the only one that didn't or did she am I, and i'm just she, forgetting it she, she did she did yeah, yeah. she did she had to take out soups. Oh, yeah. And I, by, by attempting to do that, of course, Superman just 
stuck his fist yeah. through her gut and turned her. So all of them are dead. All of the big, the, the trilogy, Justice League, you know, trilogy, like, yeah. you know, you got Superman, well, Batman, Wonder Woman. Then you've got like uh, Green Lantern, Flash, Cyborg. Uh, they're like the big ones, aren't they? And they're they're all just yeah. wiped out. And it was. It was surprising. Like, I mean, you know, obviously you're going to get a bit of a spoiler with the front cover. You're like, okay, zombie, uh, Batman's a bit of a zombie. Maybe he's going to go. So, you know, that happens pretty early on. But then everything else after that, you are in a kind of suspense. You are in, you know, you are going, ooh, will, you know, personally, you know, everyone knows my favorite character is the Flash. So I'm reading this going, is the Flash going to, you know, get turned into a zombie. Will he keep away? And I bet it's the same for you, Shane, with Wonder Woman. What will happen to Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn as well? I mean, you know, it was it was just like you just had no idea who was going to get changed, if anyone was going to die, like what was going to happen, and if they did survive, how? And it was just it's just fantastic. It felt so good to have that feeling. I've never had that feeling in a comic book. Even like when they used to kill characters, like for a few issues you never had the feeling to the build-up where you ever thought that they weren't safe. But every yeah. issue of this, you don't feel like anyone is safe at all. It's fantastic to have that, to have that feeling where anything can happen to people that you've known for 20 odd years in comics. You know, it's, it's great. great. I loved it. Yeah. Folks, just want to catch up with some people who've jumped in the chat before I miss them. We have Tom from this month of movies. It's an evening all. Hey, bud. Chris from off my shelves said, hello. And there was somebody else, I believe. Maybe not. If I've missed you, I do apologize. I don't see you. But yeah, I mean, th this book, I mean, like they say, the fact that they could do anything with it. Like, if you think about it, it's actually a simple story. Like, there's no world building. It's just, here's yeah. a, like, here's a forest. Destroying. Destroy everything. It's just, like, yeah, world destroying you. There, there we go. <laughs> there's nothing really, like, he needs to do. He has all these characters already made up. This is what they do. And he's just do what you want with them. But the fact that like some of the things actually uh, in continuity have been incorporated in this, likes of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and obviously wanting to kill Mister J because you know he tortures her and he needs he, she or Harley Quinn needs to get rid of the Joker and things like that. They've incorporated all that together in this, you know, bogus not bogus this kind of insane kind of storyline. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It is just you have you just have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. No idea what's going to happen. But on top of like all the craziness and all the death and stuff, you then have like these really heartfelt moments, like after issue one yeah. when you know like Batman dies, but then issue two starts and you have Alfred in the Batcave with like the bodies of the Robins. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. You know? This is what Connie is saying. Surprisingly emotional. It it really yeah. was, and it's things like Alfred. Um, you know, there was even a scene with one of the pages. I think um, when he knew he had to shoot Batman, and you can see his head's kind of dropped. Like he, he knows he has to do it. He has to be the bigger man. Like he's emotional, but he needs to hold it all together because he needs to do it. But you just tell that one little moment of weakness that he was he had to do it. I loved that. Yeah, I yeah. think you know one of the things that I was really enjoying and i'm trying to kind of steer us to the art part now um is the kind of character designs of each of the characters that were turned into zombies you know just like it's just you know it's the little things you just you know you expect a little bit of a zombie look but 
I think the one that always stuck with me was was Nightwing. He was one of the first ones we see, isn't it? And he's kind of got that kind of massive, like, cut across his head mm-hmm. like that, and then it's his face is all just battered. And it's just, you know, I think the way they kind of explained it, you know, it wasn't a zombie thing. It was they were trying to, they were clawing at themselves yeah. to get the, was it the, the equation out of their head? But I think, yeah, like part part of me, like yes, I had the suspense of, you know, waiting for a character to be turned or not. But then I was also going, ooh, I kind of wonder what this character will look like when they're turned, you know. And I I really liked that aspect, you know, the the character designs and all of that. And I bet I bet Trevor Hairsign had a had a good time with that as well. That, that's the impression I got the fact that he just was given like free reign, just kind of draw, just just think zombies, think blood, think you know open wounds and mangled teeth just just do it all do what you want like i doubt anyone checked his art i doubt even he kind of went over it again he just kind of done it put it on the page loads of blood loads of gore loads of disgusting kind of froth into the mouth yeah, yeah it was great it was awesome I, I do want to catch up with some comments here because they are running away from me um liam is saying here another book he really enjoyed we have smashed it lads for these horror horror months Thank you, mate. smashed it uh, Guyana said he read two parts one night. The next night he did all the other four. He couldn't put it down. Yeah, it, 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 it grips you the whole way through. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, says, I wouldn't say I could 100% get into this because I don't really know the characters all that well, but Tom Taylor does high intensity, high emotion really well. Um, yeah. Very well written. On top of that, she did say further up, like towards the start of the video, that this is the first ever DC book she's written, uh, read. Sorry, read. not written. Oh wow! <laughs> well You've done. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a good first one she's ever read. On. I know. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Blue Sonic is saying this was a page turner. Such a great story from start to finish. Uh, it was a bit. Connie saying it was the bit for me when all the Kents were hugging in their grief about Jonathan, oh, and then God. all the demon had to hug was Alfred. It was so sad. Oh, it was. Oh, there's, there's, there are so many emotional moments, um, throughout this book. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, the art was pretty consistent all the way through, apart from that one yeah. bit on issue one where they're on Apocalypse, and it just gets really cartoony. Yeah, just for a few pages yeah. while they're while they're all there. Why couldn't they? Uh, That's whenever keep... cyborgs being held down and they're kind of getting the the equation off him and it does look really cartoony and it is off-putting to the point like it's it is different yeah why but was it meant to be like fourth world like um uh, jack kirby style because he created apocalypse i don't know it was so it was really weird quite yeah and then as soon as he gets back to earth it goes back to yeah, normal art. The rest of the book, the rest of the yeah. whole series is the same, apart from these Unless like he... three or four pages. Maybe he forgot to draw that page, and someone had to like quickly do it for him <laughs> later <laughs> yeah. down the line. Like, quick, someone in. do this. They forgot to do that bit, <laughs> or a late, a late addition to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it's just really weird. Uh, just oh. one other person has jumped into the chat here, Dominic from the Comic Book Report. He's an old man. I'm a little late, but I'm here. Good man, you are here. Yeah, so he never. He didn't get around to reading this, just here for the good times. That's what we're here for. But well, that's that's part the of the good times. You've yeah. got to read the yeah. book to have <laughs> you'll have more good times if you read the book. Yeah. It's like showing up to a book club just for the wine. <laughs> you, what you, is... you don't do that? Have you wine? <laughs> so you say whiskey wine come from? Oh yeah. Good man. 
Uh, just Ooh. a few comments I did miss there. Sorry, Tyler it said it was so refreshing to read a DC story where anything can happen and not worry about any other titles or what's happening in crossovers. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the main thing in this book. Like, they didn't have to worry about other books tying in, other storylines. Like, well, what if I kill this character? What happens with their book? It didn't matter. Complete yeah. free reign. Do what you want. Fantastic. The art style, like we were saying before, um, that that is a little bit jarring, that, those two pages. But there was actually three artists contributed to this. I don't oh. I don't know. There was um, Trevor Hersine, Stefano Guardiano. And yeah, was he, was the, he was the color. color he guy. was the anchor, wasn't he? And then there was yeah. James, James Harren, who I don't know who that is, but he was also contributed to something in the first issue. So couldn't, no, he couldn't, must have done the apocalypse page there. That, that's that's what I was thinking. He must have done that because I think Stefano is the anchor because Trevor Hersine just does pencils. So th those few yeah. pages were what I'm gathering is James Harn, but I don't understand because it was the first issue. You can't, and like the first, what, th three or four pages, you can't, you can't have been behind already, you know, like yeah. starting this brand new book while I'm behind. So you get some Unless to jump in they for felt me. they needed like a little bit of backstory rather than just having um, the scene with Darkseid and then the scene where um, uh, Cyborg comes back to Earth. Maybe yeah. they felt they needed a little bit of explaining for that. Yeah, so so add, add it in after. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, there we go. So I've got it here. So for issue one, you've got Trevor Hairsign and Stefano uh, Gaudiano. They, they did pages one to six and then 15 to 26, and then the pages 7 to 14 was done by James Harron. There we go. So he, that's um, just the cyborg pages, doesn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, those are the cyborg pages, which is really strange. The, yeah, they, they, they must have been put in after after editing. They must yeah, have decided yeah. they needed a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Triple G Comics have jumped in here since sorry I'm late. No hey, problem. Good to have you, Paul. Um, Do you want to go on to the art pages or anything else you want to add about the art? Yeah, great. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I will start with. See, we, this is the, the funny thing is, we all kind of picked the same pages, <laughs> <laughs> the same page. Sorry, and I really wanted to show this one off, but then Scott claimed it, so I'm going to show that one last. I think I actually think it is the bit my best page. So we'll go oh. for my second best page. Um, we go. And oh, oh, oh. There, there's two things for I, I, I like about this. It's obviously. The page before this, so um, Aquaman appears with like on the Kraken about to take out um, Thymascara, I think, wasn't it? He was the Rotagon, yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he's a zombie or so he's an anti living, and Mira's obviously still calls him Arthur in the first the page beforehand. You can tell like, she'll say that's, that's her Arthur, but there's no choice, you have to kill him. And Green Arrow from I think it says there fired an arrow half a mile through raging winds into the brain of an undead king of the sea. And the reason why I love this part because at the very start of the series, um, Batman had obviously had a plan to track Cyborg and a plan to track Superman, and they were talking about the morality of this, so how like Batman shouldn't have these plans to take us all down, but there wasn't a plan for Green Arrow because yeah. Batman also didn't think he could he could take down like the world or whatever. So shoots that arrow and then just a big f you Batman. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. It's a great it page. I've, I was. It was really funny. I mean, you know, that I think, I think Green Arrow ac actually brought the, you know, the comedy to this story. Yeah, I felt like yeah. he was given these like quirky, quippy one-liners, and uh, I actually enjoyed it when he was on. I mean, I've read other stories with him in, and I found him really serious and maybe a bit arrogant. But in this one, I thought he was 
very pleasant to read and I actually look forward to what he would say next. Yeah. With that page as well, the second panel, I love the shadow of him just falling yeah. off the crack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, silhouette cool. of that yeah. is yeah. so cool. Yeah, so great. That's, I mean, even like the heartbreak in Mirror's eyes as well. It's like, because yeah. he, he is dead now. Like, he was dead before, but kind of maybe thought there was some sort of hope. But no, no he's, he's double not. dead. No, he's mega dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was my page. And we shall now move on to Shane's. Oh, this was, I, I picked this page because this was the biggest shock because there's I you never ever think Batman's gonna lose a fight do you you know he's always got a plan for everything so when he's like fighting the Robins and Batgirl and stuff you're like well he's gonna get out of it it's Batman then you turn the page and he just gets chomped on and you're like just a stunned silence at the end of issue one and yeah. I was like yeah and it's just such a good a good page with like his hand ripping through his chest while he's chewing on his neck and oh yeah so I, think, I think what was like this was an amazing page but what was even cooler like after this in the next issue was when you found out that batman had put himself in the into mr freeze's costume yeah, uh, yeah. to kind of slow the infection and to kind of you know send some communications out do a bit more research or analysis or whatever and um you know so he's still fighting the fight you know what i mean whilst being bitten and being turned and i think it was just brilliant i uh that that open wound yeah. on Nightwing's head, it's, it, it just like you could feel like the pain yourself almost. It's like it's like really it's yeah. right, right there, it's right in front of your your face. It's like oof, that's harsh. But see, the idea that Batman died in the first day, I kind of think they he had to kill Batman in the like early on, because if Batman survived, I think this will be over. He'd have solved bit, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it would have been over quicker. You know, I just think he would have come just... to. I think that's the moment I realized that anything can happen in the book. Like if you're yeah. if you're willing to kill Batman off, then no one's safe. It's as simple as that. You know, when yeah. you're given a DC title and the first like major you kill Batman and it, yeah, you can do whatever you want then and I'm gonna be along for the ride. It was it was definitely gripping as a first issue. Um, you know, definitely shock factor. Yeah, like you said, you don't expect the big ones to die. And yeah. And they're just getting picked off one by one, <laughs> basically one per issue, pretty much, isn't it? And uh, it's just, it was just great to see. And we'll see this uh, almost twice over getting picked off one by one um, in this next page. This is Scott's pick, but again, it's something I was going to pick. I think Shane, I mentioned he so, was going to too. I got there quicker, is, like a this flash. Is, this is the death of essentially two characters, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like the death so, of one, definitely, and the start of the death of the other. Yeah, so uh, so the Flash gets gets turned by Martian Manhunter because um, he just he was kind of just he just snuck in, didn't he, to the uh, to the Fortress of Solitude, and uh, as soon as he gets turned, he just starts zooming around the planet like, <laughs> and just starts biting and turning everyone else uh, that he can find, and Superman's only uh, way to to stop him was to not catch him up because he knew he couldn't catch him up, but but it was to meet him head on. So you kind of you know you know they kind of round the planet head on straight through him. But what I like about that, you know, whilst you're watching Flash explode, Superman looks absolutely gutted. You know, he looks yeah, he just looks so like bummed out and sad and just he, he's lost a friend. And then in the bottom panel there, you see that two of Flash's fingers are now 
inside uh, Superman's stomach. So now Superman's also infected. So a, a lot is happening in this page. But I just love the impact on that, and it's absolutely fantastic. That's the, the kind of anguish on on Sip's face. You're, you're right because he before this he still believed that these people could be saved. There, there's obviously some way to bring them back. In that moment, he had no choice. Like Flash, yeah. is, he's too fast. He could destroy the whole world in minutes. He had to do what he did, and that's why you see the English on his face. But yeah, there's just the, the idea of his fingers. Like, I'm yeah. sure he didn't regret it. I'm sure he's like, "Well, done the right thing." But there's probably a, a small percentage of himself thinking, "I wish I hadn't have done it that way." You know? Yeah. I'm not going to die. Totally agree. So cool. Yeah. I mean, and even the fact, the fact that, he had that... To... go ahead, Shane. The fact that he had to take a life, but not just a life, someone. You know, yeah. he knows, and like the Flash is not just somebody, is he? Flash is like the heart of the Justice League, you know. Yeah, such so, a yeah. good person. In in the second panel, there, so you see the Flash's arm just kind of falling <laughs> down on its own. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was trying to make it all the other body parts. I don't know if they're just chunks randomly, or do they? Is that like an ear of any chance, or something to the left of the oh. hand? Do, do you know what I, mean? uh, I couldn't. No, no, like, no, too big, no. It's just the idea that my hand is falling down. Like you wouldn't really see that normally, you know. But, uh, yeah. Such a it's such a good page. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna check up on some comments again before they run away with me. Uh, Connie is saying, "You want to know what I find really weird? The fact that they put Damien and John in graphic T-shirts with their dad's logos on it in issue two. They were they wearing Batman and Superman T-shirts. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, Lois Connie... always wears a Superman T-shirt, so it's not odd. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think I would wear a t-shirt with my daddy's logo on it. You know, <laughs> if your dad was Superman, you would. What is your dad's logo? My my dad is Superman. <laughs> um, and and Connie sent her favorite page is the page with Nightwing and Batman, which I think's that's the one you're referring yeah, to. Great minds. Yeah. Ahoy, hoy podcast listeners. Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers' pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. Um, and Blue Sonic was a great moment. We're all saying that Green Arrow was great in this. I think he was, because I think every character actually had their moments. Like everyone had their part yeah. to play. And Green definitely. Arrow definitely brought that kind of level of quippy kind of um, comedy yeah. to the book as well. Like when they're camping... Um... Uh, oh, yeah. with, Greenland, with Green Lantern and Diner and they're camping and he's just being like snarky and sarcastic and it was just, it was a great scene and then all of a sudden Green Lantern like gets a text or checks his emails doesn't he? And that's it. It's just Black yeah. Canary versus Green Lantern Gone. all yeah. out. And some more comments Liam and the two heroes to pro prolong their life after being infected are the same two heroes you'd expect to save the dead no matter what Batman and Sips. Hundred percent. That's. I think that's why they had to yeah. kill kill them off. Essentially. Yeah. Um. If Batman doesn't if Batman doesn't die, this is a four issue mini series. As, as Heather says, <laughs> got to sell more issues. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Dean has a question for Scott. Mm. Does this get marked down? The Flash doesn't have yellow bits. You're, you're the so, Flash expert. So I had a rant on Instagram the other day where the Flash TV show they finally announced on season eight that Flash is going to get the yellow boots, and I was like. Why now? I mean, and then in this story, he doesn't have yellow boots. Um, so Dean is just trying to <laughs> maybe get yes. a reaction out of me, yeah. and he's got it. Um, 
Yeah. Chris is asking a good a good question here, actually. How did his fingers mm. go into Superman? Thought he I would be think... impregnable. I think he went on pad. Yeah, that's the right word. No, yeah. supersonic speed. The speed that go. they hit each other at. Yeah, I did think about this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and 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 they, uh, you know, he did say what happens when uh, an immovable object comes up against a moving object, and the answer was they merge, and and that's what happens. Um, and they merged. Yeah, yeah. We have Jaredo uh, uh, Bueno. Is that right? <laughs> hello, and hello. His best page was Cyborg looking yep. for the Ganda's head. And that was almost that. one of my picks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. That was great. That was a great page. So just before we move away yes. entirely from the art. Because um, um, Superman stopped Wonder Woman from killing her, didn't he? Yeah. yeah she was coming down with the the big the big axe, was it? Or sword? What was it? The sword, yeah. Yeah, and then he, he, he stopped. Because he believed there's still hope to save these people. So, yeah. And um, before we move entirely away from the art, do you think we should mention the millions of covers there were for this series when there was <laughs> so a many covers? Issue? Yeah, I mean they were great covers. I mean, you know, you you've got the awesome, you know, the cabarets, and then you've got the fantastic movie homages, uh, which I mentioned before we went live that uh, I'm not really aware of like three or four of them because I don't watch horror films. Um, but then the actual you know the faces ones you know like 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 the cover down here um you know you've got batman superman joker uh was it you had wonder woman maybe or harley quinn and they're all just they all just look absolutely fantastic oh yeah yeah i mean i me personally I picked this up in single issues as well as i've bought all the hard covers you know for yeah. us as well i love it that nice. much and the single issues i collected a b and c variants of it and uh it made my pull list humongous every time the disease came out to the point yeah. where i was almost dreading it but the covers were just fantastic it's not often you see zombie batman or zombie no. superman it's just yeah it's, you had to get them and the francisco mantina covers were, were fantastic yeah and uh yeah they all i mean if you buy the hardcover all the the, the covers or the, the the horror covers and the face covers they're all in the back of the book anyway um chris is, has a, a bit of a critique so it sounds like rubbish to me I want realism in my superhero zombie books, <laughs> don't we all? Oh man! <laughs> and and Dana's just saying he hopes they collect all the DC stuff in one collected edition or omnibus in the future. I will still buy that, even though I have all the singles. And that would be the, awesome. All the hardcovers as well. I mean, my plan is now I have this in paperback, so I'm going to collect the rest of them in paperback just to keep consistent. And but even if they do bring a collected edition of all of them, I will probably pick it up. Fantastic, definitely. Um, so, what do we think then about the, the kind of overall kind of story and, <clears throat> and, the, and the writing style of Tom Taylor? Like we mentioned before, there there's not a lot of world building to go on here. It's just seems he's just had a lot of no, fun. Yeah. Just... I mean, even though this story focuses on so many characters, this still felt like a Superman story for me. Um, if if it felt very focused on Superman, Superman was the kind of he was the guy doing everything everywhere and really taking it like as serious as anyone ever could. Um, but like, that's not a bad thing. Uh, and I, I guess the book maybe had a focus on someone and I enjoyed that it was focused on Superman. Um, I thought it was very clever how he was dealing with the whole thing. The fact that as soon as he knew it was um, 
as soon as he knew it was kind of uh was it social media based or or visual based he turned his x-ray vision on straight away mm-hmm. and i really like that and it was kind of clever clever writing from tom taylor and i thought you know it must have um uh, was it it must have like he must really know the characters and their abilities and what they're capable of and their past and and whatever and all this and uh, i really enjoyed it all um tom taylor is fantastic at relationships yeah uh in everything i've read and he absolutely nails it especially with superman's family and you know how all these uh you know maybe be less is not the right word but the, the lesser characters you know not the a team the justice mm-hmm. league kind of thing but all these less characters and how they interact with each other is uh, absolutely fantastic and he just he just knows all of these characters and it's really impressive that he was able to include all of them and do them yeah. well in the book that's what i think too. like every character seemed to have like their moment mm-hmm. like uh dina uh i forget her character name she and you can remind me who's dina uh, the 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 black green canary. canary. That's it. The black canary. Yeah. yeah, but then she becomes Green Lantern. You know, because she obviously has to kill Hal Jordan because yeah. he's a zombie, and she becomes Green Lantern. That's just like fantastic as great as a Green Lantern. And I think her with Oliver. Uh, it's Oliver McQueen, isn't it? That's oh, she, she and Yes, she and, it is. Okay. So I think their kind of their kind of relationship with Hal Jordan at the campsite, and then obviously with the other heroes later on. I think they were really good in the book too, and, and they're not somebody I would. I wouldn't really read their stuff um before or anything like that and then obviously like you know john kent and damian wayne have their moments as well obviously with, with their fathers yeah. but I, I think uh tom taylor does a tremendous job at really delivering those kind of emotions like i mentioned the, El- the alfred stuff the fact that he's killing had to kill batman and then he he feels so much sorrow because they're his sons and it is yeah. They are his sons. Yeah, you know what I mean, and he helped raise them all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the story was. I do think, I do think though that Tom Taylor has a grudge against Superman. Oh, explain, elaborate. On. Are you He's with delayed. us, Shane? Oh. Shane is delayed. If you're new to this show, you will know that there's always somebody, <laughs> one of us, and it's usually me has problems with their internet tonight it is shane's turn um but just before we then if we do get on back i need to catch up with some comments here so uh comic bound is here said hello you gorgeous nerds and phil late to the party and couldn't read it along but i hear good things about this run be meaning to check it out also just kidding phil you know i love you of course course. we wouldn't but yeah you need to read this book adam because it is fantastic do it do it read Um, it TB is saying, I was blown away by the amount of emotion Tom Taylor got out of each of the small stories. Each one felt real and not forced, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, nothing felt rushed or out of place. It was all really well-placed and really good. Yeah. And Connie is saying, I think the family and other relation relation aspects were my favourite thing in the book. Everyone had someone that felt like it was nice, but it also meant everyone had someone to lose. And they did. Yeah. There, was, there was high stakes, not just in the you know, humanity level, but they all had their own people that, that they were worried about and could lose as well. Yeah. Um, Doretto's and all the best stories for the series were told off page. Don't know if there were tie-ins, but they would, should have been awesome. Uh, this story does continue on, on other editions and you, you yeah. do get into kind of more side 
not side quests, but like there's other yeah. people involved later down the road. Wasn't, there wasn't a tie-in as such, but there was an, one additional one-shot, which we have read as well, and it's called A Good Day to Die. Um, so, which yeah, that... we haven't talked about, but it is actually really, really good and really, really entertaining good. because yeah. it, it has Big Barda, Scott Free, and they're both fantastic together. Yeah. But it has John Constantine, who yes. I haven't read that much, John Constantine, but when he's been included in stuff I have read, mm-hmm. I think he's fantastic. I, lo- I yeah. love the guy. And he's just an add to that book. That's, it, it needed him. And I don't know, I, I can't remember if he plays a pivotal part later on down the line. He probably does. Oh, no spoilers. But no spoilers here. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> and Dean, Dean's here just saying, I like how Tom Taylor kills all the main DC heroes and everyone love it. Then he changes one of their sexuality and the world goes mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, but that's, you know, Tom, Tom Taylor. Everyone loves Tom Taylor. Shane, are you back with us? Are you, are you, here, can you hear us? Kind of. Am I moving? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're saying good, man. Go ahead. <laughs> no. I okay. don't know. I don't know. It's just I don't know what's wrong with my internet. Sorry. It might be the <laughs> weather just, outside. You just sit there and smile and look pretty, and then we'll just do all the talking. I feel like yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um. I think the the cool thing that I enjoyed about this was the fact that it was such a simple premise, but Tom Taylor executed it and developed it very well. Throughout the seven issues in total, we had, yeah, like we've said, we've had all these little pockets of characters that none of it felt rushed. It all felt organic and kind of integral to the story. And uh, he just took, yeah, took this simple premise of, what if some sort of what was it bio uh, technological Technology. virus uh, spread around the world, um, and it it contains the anti life equation from Apocalypse, and then go, and then that's what it is. Um, but the way Tom just unraveled the story was brilliant. Yeah, I think one of the main things for me, all of the killing on the main characters, is the fact that. It's clear as day that if these, if the main villains, or sorry, the main heroes do get turned, then it's going to be the end of the world because no one's going to be able to stop them, and that's obviously yeah. why they, they built these two arcs, or uh, yeah, the two the two arcs, yeah, you know, the which I find really strange because I mean obviously they look really big and stuff. But I think they hit like there was capacity for seven, seven, seven million, million souls, which is yeah, but they ended up only putting like six point four or something like that, or six point six on it. Yeah. So uh, and they did say they had to leave some people behind. They didn't have time because of, you know, at this point Superman had been turned and they just they had to go. <laughs> um, I do have a question though because you've read on, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah. So uh, without like spoiling anything, does this continue on? Because deceased unkillables is next. So, but is that is that a continuation of deceased or is it a separate again? Um, it's. It's obviously it, well. It's separate right. in that um, you're you're looking at whole different people. But for for me, like obviously this is a world thing, so it's obviously not just happening in Metropolis or Famous Scare. It's happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. So we're obviously trying to get people elsewhere who maybe aren't haven't been seen or couldn't get on the arcs and stuff. Um, Deceased Unkillables for me is actually my personal favorite of the whole series, the whole okay. series. Um, you will, you you will cry, Scott. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> you, you will cry, definitely. Some people will cry. It's okay. It's can't funny. wait. Yeah, but uh, it is it is separate, but also obviously continuation in a strange way. 
it's not until Dead Planet, which is the third one, you get these main characters kind of back again. Okay, cool, great. Uh, Chris from off my shelves is saying the anti-life equation has to be the most abstract MacGuffin <laughs> in comics history. It's a very broad thing, isn't it? By the sounds of it, I mean uh, the only ever the only times I've ever experienced the anti-life equation is in this book and in the Justice League movies. Mm-hmm. That's it. But it seems like a very vague thing. I think it is. The, the, even like some dark side, like dark side is. You know, what does that mean? Dark side is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, that's yeah. vague on its own. It doesn't need an explanation, I suppose. So I suppose the, the anti-life equation doesn't really have a full explanation of what what's it mean, what, what's it do. Yeah. Yeah. So here's Tom Taylor taking his taking his uh, ideas and running with it, I suppose. His own McGuffing on it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Shane, how are we doing? You're back? I think he's Shane, we, we can hear you. So if you want to just, like, just start talking and we'll just sit back and listen. We'll just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be a bit of a time delay, though. It's okay. Work with it. <laughs> Work with it. Um, I was, I was thinking while reading this because, um, like you say, it's a very heavy Superman story. I feel like Tom Taylor has a grudge against Superman for some reason. Um, in Injustice, he destroys everything Superman loves. You know, he has Superman kill his wife and kill his unborn child, destroys his city, turns him into a bad guy. In this, he has Superman having to kill people over the world. Cool. You know, and now in comics, he's like destroyed his son. So, like, he Superman for some reason, and I don't know what Superman did to him. Um, that's not to say I don't enjoy it. I really, really enjoy Tom Taylor when he has a universe to work with. When he's writing confined in a book, um, I can't stand his writing. Like um, when he has limitations, but give him a universe and I absolutely love him. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think Tom Taylor would be good on Batman, for example, as, as the sole Batman writer. I don't think he would do well with well, all he the restrictions done. he has. He has done a well. It, well, it was Batman the Detective, wasn't it? He's the done yeah, the dark, the dark detective. I think it was called. And then he has yeah. done. The, he's done a few of the Batman annuals. Which, by the way, Scott, should read that too because you will cry there as well. It's very okay. Alfred Central type of book, and that's really emotional and really good. But I don't think like, I wouldn't as as a Batman fan. I don't think I'd be confident in Tom Taylor taking over the main Bat book. But like you're saying, like Shane's saying, given this like kind of alternate universe. By all means, and, and we, we're me and Scott, we're reading uh, Dark Ages at Marvel, yeah. And he seems to be given the same kind of free reign with that as well to to kill off as many kind of the big hitters as he wants, just 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 for the benefit of the story. Um, I just want to go back to Shane's point about Superman, and I've never read Injustice, so I can't comment on that. But I do think with Superman, like it's almost like there's it's all being written. Like, what else can you do with Superman? Like. There's a lot of people in the world think Superman's quite boring. So I'm wondering if Tom Taylor's purposely trying to like break him down a little bit and just kind of change him, but not in a, like a bad way, but to give him more more possible storylines, more things he could write oh, about yeah. Superman. They're fantastic stories. I'm not saying they're not fantastic, but it does feel really personal with what he keeps doing to Superman. <laughs> yeah. T- I mean, Tom Taylor for me, when, whenever uh, Brian Michael Bendis left the Superman, main Superman book, Tom Taylor was one I wanted to take over. He also, he'd, he'd, take, he'd take over the Son of Kal-El book, which is great. But, um, don't well, start. Don't start. start. 
but I wanted him on the main Superman books. I thought he'd do fantastic stuff with them, but yeah. And Triple G Comics is saying here, let's be honest, that they wanted to do DC Zombies like the Marvel book, and the anti-life was an easy get out. That's that's possible because Marvel Zombies was was a big hit, wasn't it? People loved Marvel Zombies, and yeah. DC wanted a bit of that action. So, which is weird because now Marvel in Dark Ages, which is somewhat similar without the zombies. Well, there's there's vampires, but you know, yeah. And Connie is saying my only other experience of Tom Taylor's writing was Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which is why I think his accent and emotion. Again, another book, Scott, I've told you multiple times, read issue Mate, six. Just buy it for me, right? Just buy it for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Dana's, uh, you know, something's why I was saying, but not everything has been done with Superman. I'm still waiting for Superman sorts out Brexit comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Superman could do that, to be honest. No. Adam, I'm, I'm not actually sure if I've read a single comic from Tom Taylor. Injustice was something I always thought I'd check out one day. Similar to this, he guesses. Right? Hey, there's so many great Tom Taylor books. Just pick one. Pick one and then pick, pick one. another one and then pick another one. Yeah, get it. Excellent. So I think we're, we're getting to that time, I think. Are we? Let me just check my schedule here. Yeah, we're getting to the final thoughts on scores. Uh, yes. Just remind folk that you, anyone who has read the book, I was in the chat tonight, if you've read along and you want to score the book, add your scores uh, to here uh, on the chat. Once you work out your average, we're going to lump that in with our scores to work out the overall average score of the book, and we will see where it lands at the all-important leaderboard. This is my pick. This is the, the first uh, the first uh, phase of uh, volume two. I fully expect to take top spot, so make that dream a reality, folks. Help me out here. <laughs> Okay, we have so, yeah. already had had we have already had one score uh, from Glenn. He couldn't be here for the whole of the show, so he's already given us a ten out of ten. So we'll say yeah. that now. He loved Excellent. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we start with Shane. Do you want to give your final thoughts and scores? Yeah, um, I love this book. I read it weekly when it first came out. So reading it again, it was such a joy but reading it like monthly the shock and the having to wait the anticipation the you know the seeing all the covers before they come out I absolutely fell in love with everything I mean it's six issues the first like this book um but I have 40 covers so it might just tell you how much I love this <laughs> series I fell in love with it it's fantastic the art's great the story's compelling there's emotion, there's heartfelt, there's gore, there's death, there's fighting, there's action. There's everything you want in a superhero comic book. You know, it's got everything. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so there's, I don't have any negatives. It, if I had a negative, it would be I want more issues of this before it moved on to the next volume. I'd be happy with this as an ongoing series. Like, just have that universe going now. Do you know what I mean? Like, have it still going. I'd still be buying it. Um, so for me, this is a 9.5. I love Ooh. this. Absolutely loved it to bits. Nice. Nice. Great. Scott? Uh, I love Tom Taylor. I mean, he is definitely my favorite writer. Um, everything I've read, he has smashed it and has managed to get some sort of emotional response from me. Um He's taken this concept that's really simple and made it into this in-depth, emotional, fantastic, 
ride that we see these characters go through and it's just absolute hell for them and but for us it's a delight to read um i loved seeing all of the big characters just go and um but you know having the suspense of when they would go if they would go and how they would go who would who would turn them and all this and it was just just bloody brilliant there's loads of other stuff i wish we could have talked about in this um because I feel like it is one of those stories where we could do another hour easily on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Big, big fan. Um, <sighs> my, oh, I don't know what to score it, man. I'm so stuck. Um, I don't know how high to put it. Jeez. Um, you know what? I'm going to go... It's going to be a nine, purely because there are more... Um, there are more deceased, and I believe Tom, you know, this is the introduction to Tom's deceased kind of world. So I believe when he's really comfortable with it, he can nail it even more. So I think that there's wiggle room there. So it's going to be a nine for me. Nice. That's 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 quite high. That's good. So I'll go through some of the scores we have on our chat here, okay, um, before I give mine. So Triple G Comics, um, I'm a sucker for any Elseworld type book. Big characters bite the dust. Love this strong nine for him. Connie is going to say 7.5. Blue Sonic, I have to say, thought this was amazing. Easy 10 from me. And Tottenham Gaming, is this a a real real score? He gave it a five. He did. He, he, we spoke tonight about it and he's not happy with it. He is blocked. (laughs) Liam is saying it's an 8 from him and a 9 from Beth we know Beth does love her horror and her gore I knew I liked Beth better (laughs) (laughs) that's not a score sorry Um, I'd previously read the series and reread as I couldn't even remember it 6 out of 10 pushed to 7.5 for the Matina covers I'll take that 7.5 it is uh, TB Coax, absolutely loved this. Read it in one sitting. It was exciting, emotional, suspenseful. Makes me feel like a kid. 9.5 for him. And uh, off my shelves, I didn't read, so I'm going to <laughs> score your on screen nicknames this week. Shane gets an 8 extra point for the headgear. Scott gets a 7, and Phil gets a 7.5. Oh, what? So, just for people in the listening on the podcasts, let's tell them what our screen names are. Well, Shane with the, the highest score of apparently is uh, go ahead, Shane. My name is Decapitation. Uh, my name is Decayed, and I'm decomposed. I'm decomposed. <laughs> so, so, did I just score an extra half point because there's more there's more letters in my you know in my name? So there's yeah. more effort put into mine, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were all very proud of our names before we came live, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. So Scott, you you have those locked in those scores. All good. That's good. So I'll I'll go on with mine. There's again, there's not much to add to what everyone has said. I mean, realistically, this is a really simple story. Like zombie, you know, movies and books and TV shows have been done to death. Pardon the pun, but you know, <laughs> it wasn't that much of a pun, but whatever. I'll run with it. But it's just the fact that you have all these the big hitters and they all bite the dust, as someone had said. But they all have emotional goodbyes, and the people who obviously are, are, are their people, you see the emotion in them. Obviously, with with Lois Lane and Jonathan, and with Damien and Alfred, 
And I just think it's a fantastic read, and it was exciting from start to finish. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's the best thing I've ever read, but I can't really score it down because on its own, this was fantastic. I am going to be picky because I need mm-hmm. to pick at something, and the only mm-hmm. thing I'm picking at are those few pages of the art that yeah, were same. a bit... Them put me off the time, but you definitely notice it. You know, you're happy to read along, but you definitely see the art's different. And if if they have added that in at a later stage, it would be nice to know that. You know, just just kind of say, it. even even in in the back matter of the book or something, just kind of say it. Maybe they have. I just I haven't read it. <laughs> so um, I'm not, I'm not going to waffle on. It's a nine point five from me. Lock it in. Brilliant. Locked in. Nice. Okay. Great. So. Uh, you guys, as an audience, we are now adding your average score to our scores. Um, so all of you guys, you averaged out to 8.4. I gave it a 9, and Shane and Phil gave it a 9.5 each, which puts our score of Deceased to 9.1. Wow. Wow. 10. That's going to take some Our thinking. third book of the year. And we've already got a nine. Let's see where this falls on the leaderboard, shall we? Where's it going to go? Of course. Surprise, surprise. It takes top spot. Um, the good two points are close to two points ahead of some that's killing the children. And let's be honest, 9.1 is an extremely high score. And I can't remember, actually, what was our, what was our highest score in the last season? Uh, it was Canto, and it was nine point six. Nine point six. So wow. there's, there, I mean, there's potential that this could be beat. There's some question, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very confident that this, this could see, see me to the end of the this, this game <laughs> as, as, as the overall <laughs> champion. You know, I, I'm confident enough. It's good, um, man. But we need to know what we're reading next week, and we it just is. don't know. So, folks, in the comments, it's completely down to you. All right, so drop your pick below. They're in the comments below for the nerd, for the herd's choice for next week. Okay. It, it doesn't have to be horror. We obviously are reading horror books at the minute. Done yourself. But if you want to put a horror book, do that by all means. All we ask is that it's not something too long or too short. We need enough, something that's long enough for us to talk about, but also something that we can read in time for next week. All right. So put your picks down below and let's see how it goes and what we, what we get. And I think, is there something, is there some special swag available for folks who who we pick from the spinning wheel what could that swag be yes, hmm shall i go first go ahead so we have made for the herd so if your choice is chosen on the wheel you will receive a nerd herd notebook Ooh. which has been handcrafted by yours truly um with wait, wait uh, oh and designed what? by me. Does that? Yeah, let, you didn't let me finish. I was going to get to the design when I showed off your fancy bookmarks, Scott. <laughs> okay, so Scott, okay, you'll you you also get a bookmark to go with your notebook. Scott, painstakingly, days and days it took him to design these. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've got Nerdhood book. It has 52 pages in, so you can join along and write your notes inside. Ooh. And you can keep it bookmarked with your own personal bookmark but that's not always it scott what else is coming no we have also this uh designed let me just switch me around uh so our great friend bethany has her own business named created by cartwright and she has amazingly created us some stickers 
of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club logo. So you will also get one of these as well. Uh, so yes, you'll get you'll get the fantastic notebook, you'll get the bookmark, and you will get one of our awesome stickers. Just just whilst like Scott had mentioned, he painstakingly designed the, the book and Shane, of course, hand threaded those spirals into the book. I mean, I was I was still playing my part. I was very critical of the initial design. I, I had my input as well, you know. So it's not just these two guys, it's all three. It's a it's a collective effort to produce something fantastic for ourselves as well as you guys yeah. in the herd. So whoever wins this yeah. will be the first person to get some official nerdhood merch. First um, print. Yeah. First, first print. print. <laughs> and, and worth and worth mentioning to you if you if your book is selected tonight for, for us to read next week, you will be, of course, invited onto the show. No pressure, of course, you don't have to, but you, there will be a spot here for you next week if you want to tag along. Um, I think, we're, are we starting to slow down on our choices? Shall we just go ahead with what we have? Uh, yeah. One minute. Still right in. We'll just load. go through here. Okay. Make sure we don't miss anybody. So Chris has selected... Um, has he though, or is he saying Kanto Two will be seen this soon? I don't think he's no, chosen Chris Kanto picks Two. Akira further down. Ah, well, he says Akira. I mean, all of it, you know. <laughs> in a week. So, so Tottenham Gaming is picking Amazing Spider-Man Back in Black. Yeah. Uh, Triple okay. G Comics is picking the Silver Coin, which I think is new. So it'll be the first volume of that, I would imagine. Uh, Comic Bound is We Three, which I know he's picked quite a few times. Um, Dean has got. Did you hear what Eddie Gain did? Mm -hmm. uh, what I actually picked up. It's, in, it's on the shelf, ready to go. Nice. Uh, Connie is saying witches again. I'm assuming volume one. And Chris from off my shelves. Akira, volume one. I'm assuming there's no particular story. And TB collects Harrow County. Which I think it's Colin Bunn, isn't it? Oh. Is it Colin Bunn? No. Listen, Shane, if it's picked, we're going to have to read it. Um, <laughs> I've already read it. Oh, okay. Well, that's, we, we like bad books too. Um, <laughs> best choice is surprise, surprise, <gasps> self storage. Yeah. You know, yes. she's picked that right. a few times. Yeah. That's the one. No uh, need for the wheel. We'll just read that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we've got another one here. Jack Talks Comics has put in Sarah from TKO. I don't know if I have. Still on the wrap. Haven't read it yet, though. Uh, I, think I think that's. All our choices, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Let me just uh, get this to sharing. Don't put it on yet. Uh, da -da -da. Just to say that Jared actually wants a notepad. So if you're <laughs> better if you're suggest picked, a book, mate. Yeah. If your book gets picked, you can you can get a notepad. <laughs> right. We are ready to share. Uh, Liam said I've missed him. Sorry. Who is Liam? What was Liam's choice? Oh. There's nothing here, Liam. Yeah, Lee, there isn't a choice, mate. Missed you. We'll give you 10 seconds. Is, is it too late to add something in? Uh, no, it's fine. Island G also adds in self-storage. So I got two <gasps> slots then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come on, come on, Liam. We're seconds here. Come on, Liam. Put self-storage on a third time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Come on. So, yeah. It's going to be cool. You know, hopefully we will get a book that is um, horror-based, but there are some here. So leave I expect Mar Marvel Zombies. There we go. Volume Marvel one. Zombies. That'd be a right. good contrast to Deceased, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll rival DC, Deceased, though, so we're okay. I'll that take is it. Right. 
Here we go, everyone. Good, Good luck. luck. Connie has won. Oh, I spelled her name wrong. <laughs> Connie, <laughs> the on uh, with, with, with witches. There we go. So that is going to be our pick. That is what we'll be reading next week. Yeah. So, Connie, we will be in touch uh, to get the address where to deliver your swag to. Um, so Ooh. we will get in touch through Instagram. Um, but yeah, that we are reading witches next week. I think, am I right? Is that Scott Snyder? Is that Scott I Snyder? Know. I don't know. No? We'll find out next week. That's what we're reading next week. <laughs> next week. Well done, Connor. Okay, well, that brings an end to another fantastic show. And I'm, of course, I'm delighted because I did take top spot off the leaderboard. And I reckon I will stay there for quite a long time. I reckon but, you will. Yeah. Yeah. I but before we, before we, yeah, before we go, we'll just do a bit of a roundup to see what, what we've got coming up on our on our channels. Okay. Shane, what have you got coming up? Um, well, I have the quiz, um, this month's quiz, Dawn of Comics, quiz night 13, trick and treat. Um, I haven't decided on an air date yet as I'm away this weekend, so I can't really do it until next week sometime. So if it's not out before next Wednesday, I will let everyone know next Wednesday when it is out. And Scott, anything Correct. come up? On uh, so nothing coming up this week, but we are very close to Comic Airwaves, uh, the October episode, episode nine, entitled Treats All Around. Um, this time it will be on a Friday because it's my birthday the day after, and I don't want to do a show on my birthday. <laughs> so it's so going professional. Be, it's going to be on the Friday at 9 p.m., not the usual 8.30, because it's going to be Triple G's first show of his brand new show, which is going to be really cool. It's starting at half past seven. So we, we've, we've worked to kind of not overlap each other. Um, so it's going to be awesome. So check out his show, and then come on over to Comic Airwaves after that next Friday. So that's the 29th at 9 p.m. Excellent. Forward to that, and you'll be surprised to hear that I have nothing planned on my channel for <laughs> this lied. week. I know, but I am playing my part on the quiz, the, yeah. the, and the, the most important part, and on our wave. So I am, I am out there <laughs> on the internet. I did have a check today though that my channel sitting at two nine five subs. So if you're not subbed, give me a wee sub to hit, hit that nice three hundred number. That would be quite nice for for me. I mean, I, I, my ego's big enough as it is. But, yeah. <laughs> So, folks, that's us. That's another week of the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast and or watching the Rewind after. We're going to go home. Or, well, we are home. We're going to go, <laughs> go now. Go to bed. Go sleep. This is my for witches. We're ready for witches next week. <laughs> There's one last thing we have to do that's on my schedule here. And it's simple. Like this book. Get your waves out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>